Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is going on, everybody? Happy Friday. Yay. Woo. Uh, I've been like a day ahead all week, so not even joking. Like every day, Monday, thought it was Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, so today does feel like a Friday, but it feels like it should have been here yesterday. So <laughs> um, this is episode 149 of Elijah Fire. It is December 12th, December, December 16th is 1216. And my notes, it says 1216. And it just threw me for a loop. So December 16th, everybody. Today is going to be a really turbocharged episode. Um, really, really powerful, really impactful. We're going to be talking about a very uh, important issue that is affecting society today. And so uh, I'm going to bring in our guest and then we're going to jump into it. Um, For those of you who don't know, she's a prophetic teacher. She's a revivalist. She's a children's minister. She's, uh, she's, I mean, really, she's like a really gifted teacher. Um, And she's like a, like a super mom, like totally anointed to teach on the subject of family. But today we're going to be talking about something a little bit different. Oh, she's also the author of an amazing uh, field manual. It's called the Kitchen Table Kingdom. And it's all about raising your kids right uh, with godly principles. So link is in the description to that book. You can buy that. Um, So let's give it up for my guest today, Harmony Klingenmeyer. Hello. Hi, Jeff. Welcome. Thank you so much yeah. for having me. Oh, oh yes. Just ignore my oh, the turf war has returned. The turf war. They came back with. <laughs> I apologize. My puppies are being naughty today. Yeah, that's what they did. Right when she signed in today, they they did that, and yeah. So there we go. Turf war. <laughs> turf war is kind of done. So, all right. So harmony. Today we are going to t- be talking about sexuality and identity. So. Right out of the gate, I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm just going to let you go to go for it. Right now in society, there is this there is this um, belief that sexuality equals identity. Is this true or false? It's false. It's false. You know, um, our sexuality, even uh, even if it's a really healthy sexuality, even if our understanding of sexuality is very healthy, is is purely a symptom of our identity. So whatever it is we believe about ourselves is reflected in our behaviors. Mm. It's reflected in the way that we communicate, for example, with the people that we love. It's reflected in the way that we uh, build a family or we discipline and disciple our children. And it's reflected in our sexuality. And a lot of the roots that we find, uh, the roots of brokenness, even, you know, For example, I'm in a really loving uh, marriage, not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but a loving marriage. Um, But we have still had to walk through a a ton of healing in the area of sexuality. Um, It's the roots of that aren't they're They're in our childhoods. They're in our relationships with our parents. The roots of, of sexuality go back to our understanding of what it means to be loved, to be 
safe and to belong. And that's why it's so important that parents feel empowered to talk to their kids about sexuality and to teach them how glorious and beautiful sexuality is as a reflection of the love that the that God has for us. The Lord has created this type of expression as a mirror of the intimacy that exists between the members of the Trinity Mm -hmm. and the very first human couple who were without sin, Adam and Eve, they were created to express their perfect without sin sort of love through sexuality. Mm -hmm. And and so we're actually called to reclaim this, but we have to understand that our sexuality doesn't make us who we are. Right. It's merely a a picture. It's almost like, do you want to know how healed I am? Then take a look at my sexuality. Hmm. Do you want to know how deeply I've encountered the love of Papa God? Then let's talk about my sexuality. And it just so happens that I um, have a testimony Mm -hmm. in this area that starts when I was very young. Um, and and I saw, I see even in myself, the roots of, of both, you know, parents who loved me and grandparents who loved me, uh, but I had already experienced a, a severe rejection by a biological father when I was very young. And that identity wound, there was a wound in my identity, impacted my understanding of who Papa God was. And because of that, it hindered my understanding of who I was. See, so the root of of what would become sexual brokenness in my life was really in my identity as a daughter. Was I valuable? Was I chosen? Was I known? Was I seen? Was I enough? All of the answers to those questions come from our relationship with our parents and especially, I would say, our dads. Mm. And so, um, you know, because of that, uh, because of that break that I already had at a very young age, because of a biological father who, in my understanding, rejected me, it really didn't have anything to do with me, but to a a young person's brain, it's all about them. It's very egocentric, right? Yeah, absolutely. So in my brain, I had already been rejected by a father. And because of that, as my sexuality began to develop, it reflected that wound of Mm. rejection and abandonment. And it also, it reflected a belief that I received through this wound that I had to meet my own needs. Yeah. You had to go it alone, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in sexuality, we know what that, that leads to. That leads to, it leads to masturbation. It leads Mm -hmm. to pornography. Mm -hmm. uh, It leads to self-reliance in the area of sexuality. It leads to self-reliance in every area. Uh, uh, And the self-protection because we're afraid of experiencing more rejection. And that's, um, that is part of my story. At 14 years old, I was exposed to pornography. And for 20 years, I uh, wrestled. I was tormented by demonic spirits, by mm. addiction, uh, by perversity. And uh, and now I can say uh, with fear and trembling that I am completely free of pornography and have been yeah. for about five years. Uh, and I didn't think that I would ever be able to say those words. But we have to understand the root of my healing was not in the behavior modification. 
the root of my healing wasn't wasn't in getting rid of the pornography and the masturbation. The root of my healing was encountering the face of Papa God, understanding his love for me, the safety and the belonging that he provided to me. And as I begin to live in that space of belonging and healing and restoration, then my desire for other things that didn't reflect his heart for me became less and less and less. Mm -hmm. So the symptom, which was my sexuality, Mm -hmm. began to reflect a heart that belonged to Papa God instead of a wounded orphan heart. Wow, man. Do you feel like it's, um, how do I want to say this? Specifically in the issue of, let's say like, LGBTQ stuff. Do you feel like a lot of it stems from nine times out of a t- out of ten, or ten out of ten times? It's it's a it's a brokenness in in their identity. I mean, I would I would argue it's ten out of ten times, but you know, you can speak to it more than I can. Well, and that is part of my testimony. Part of my testimony is that after my first marriage, um, which was extremely abusive, and Mm -hmm. my first husband was unfaithful to me, um, I left a religious organization that encouraged him to beat me. And when I left that religious organization, what was I seeking? Now, remember, the root of sexuality is identity. The, the, The sexuality is just the symptom of whatever your identity looks like. Let's really get that in our understanding, right? Sexuality is just a symptom of whatever is in the identity. So if there's healing and wholeness and belonging in the identity, then the sexuality will reflect that healing and belonging and wholeness. That is huge. If if there's brokenness and woundedness and rejection and abandonment and the orphan spirit in the identity, then the sexuality will reflect that. It's like when you have a cancerous tumor and you start to get headaches. Well, the issue is not the headache. And no amount of Tylenol is going to get rid of that pain. Yeah, it's a byproduct. That's right. The headache is just the symptom of the brain tumor. Mm -hmm. And if we just say, oh, it's it's just a headache. It's just a headache. Just take a pill. Take a pill. Then we never get to the root of the problem, right? Mm, If someone has chronic pain, there's always a root issue. A lot of times it's in the genetics. It's in the autoimmune, um, in the immune system. And so we have to find the root of the issue. Well, the same is true with our sexuality. And after I came out of that cult and out of that abusive marriage, what was I looking for? I was looking for safety and belonging and love. Just like I was as a little girl when I felt rejected by my biological father. And so I chose to be in a sexual relationship with a woman, someone I trusted, someone that I cared about, someone that I felt safe with. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with sexual preference or sexual orientation. And I think I'm not going to say that my experience is the experience of every single person listening to this or any every single person that struggles with same sex attraction. Each of our stories is different, but the root issue is the same. The root issue is rejection. Mm. The root issue is a desire, a deep cry to be safe and loved. Mm. And if, if that, you know, for example, if we're 
a little boy experiences rejection from his father, experiences abuse at the hands of men. There's a deep longing and desire to, to earn the love of a man. And many times, young men who experience a sexual assault choose a homosexual lifestyle. Why? Because they were abused and, and mistreated by men and their desire is to be embraced by a father. And what I just said is controversial. I understand that. But you need, if you're listening to my voice right now, you need to know that I understand personally what this feels like and what this looks like. I understand because I walked that life. I understand after being perceived, I had perceived rejection by a father. I had physical abuse by peers. I had a physical abuse, sexual abuse and spiritual and emotional abuse by a husband. I had um, spiritual and emotional abuse by spiritual leaders. After experiencing all this at the hands of men, I didn't feel safe in the presence of a man. And so I turned to someone that made me feel safe. And that happened to be a woman. Mm. And so I, I know now that it had nothing to do with orientation and nothing to do with uh, sexual preference. My sexual preferences were just mirroring my pain. Mm. And if you're in a situation right now and you're in the midst of great pain and you think, no, I really, you know, I, I do feel sexually attracted. Like, for example, if you're living the lesbian lifestyle like I was, um, I do feel sexually attracted to this woman. But if you step back and look at your trauma, step back and look at the pain that has been caused to you by men, what you'll find is at the root is just a desire to be loved by a father. Mm. And, and the same is true, although I'm obviously I'm a woman. And so I don't I've never lived the the um, the experiences of a man. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say ever presume to say that I'm a an expert on a man's experience, especially a man who's been um, sexually abused as a child. But I will say that every one of us is so hungry mm-hmm. to be embraced by a daddy. Mm-hmm. And there is a daddy who will embrace you. And what I have to say to the LGBTQ community is this, you're so loved. You're so loved. And we're not here to modify your behavior. We're here to introduce you to a God who will fill every place of your heart with healing and wholeness and belonging Mm. and safety and all the things that you have always desired. And you have sought to fill those places in your heart with sexuality by, tr- by trying to find an embrace in the arms of a man or a woman, by trying to find a human relationship that can bring a, a, a balm, a salve to the, to the open wounds that are in your heart. And I'm here to tell you, I've walked it and it's not going to work. Mm. It's not even, I'll t- and I say this right now to heterosexual Men and women who are in marriages that are broken, mm. listen to my voice. Your spouse cannot fill the place that only Papa God can fill. And the longer we look to other human beings 
to fill the place that only Papa God can fill, the longer our human relationships will be broken. Yeah. They can't, they can't fulfill those expectations. Right. They can't fill those needs. Only Papa God can do it. And he's here today. He's here today to reach into your pain, to reach into your pornography addiction, to reach into your same-sex attraction, to reach into your gender confusion, whatever it looks at like, to reach into your broken marriage. And reveal himself as the daddy you desire. Mm. And as you encounter him, the more you encounter him, the more every other area of your life will begin to reflect his love for you. Mm. Yeah. So Harmony, let's talk for a second about that whole thing. Because some people, I've talked to so many people, mm -hmm. you know, in my years of, it's hard for them to see God as good, as a father, as good, like father to them equals bad or father yeah. to them equals absent or father yes. to them equals insert fill in the blank. Yes. So speak to that a little bit, because some people want to believe what you're saying. They want to hear it. They want. And obviously some of that is going to be an inexplainable knowing an inexplainable revelation. Cause that's how yeah. God, God can do that. He can bypass mm -hmm. our emotions. He can bypass any wrong patterns of thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I would just love for you to speak to that a little bit. Well, I just know how you feel. Yeah. I know how you feel. And so does Jesus. I don't know. I'm on the verge of tears today, but you know, Jesus hung on the cross. Jesus hung on the cross and he said, Eli, Eli, labach sabachthani, which means my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus understands the pain of abandonment. Jesus understands every single pain that we experience. <laughs> That's just, if you just stop and think about that, if you're in the midst of your pain, if you feel rejected by a father, if you feel unloved by your mother, if you have a spouse who rejects you, if you're in the middle of a divorce, Yeshua understands your pain. Daddy God, Papa God, who was in Christ on the cross, experiencing all that Christ was experiencing, understands your pain he chose to walk it to feel it to be in it when he chose the cross there's nothing nothing that we experience as human beings that yeshua has not experienced yeah. and so that's the first thing i just want to stop and let yeshua come into the room mm. Yet let, let Yeshua come and be who he is because he's the most loving, the most kind, the most generous, the most forgiving, the most gentle, the most protective, and the best, the, ver the very goodness of God. Yeshua is all these things. And what does he reveal to us? He reveals to us the Father. Mm -hmm. 
He reveals to us all that Papa God is. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. A lot of times we get this picture of the Trinity and, and Father God is the one with the gavel. He's the judge. He's the one with the, with the whipping stick. He's the one bringing the punishment. And then in, in sometimes in our minds, we think of Yeshua as sort of a good uh, a friend, sort of a, a hippie sort of personality, peace and love. <laughs> and then there's Holy Spirit and people have lots of wrong ideas about Holy Spirit. <laughs> that the whole He is a she, which is uh-huh. not true. Yep. And a whole bunch of other things, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, misunderstandings, whether it's always just the force of God. No, he's a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. So we have all these misunderstandings about who the Trinity is. And we yeah. think of Papa as the mean one. Mm-hmm. And we think of Jesus as the, the one that sort of stands in the between you and Father God going, now, now, just forgive, Father, just forgive. Mm-hmm. Show them mercy. That is not what's happening. You need to understand. We all need to understand that Jesus said, I only say what I hear the father saying, I only do what I see the father doing. And my food, my nourishment is to do the will of the father and to finish his work. Jesus is the perfect image of Papa. And actually Jesus came and he was such a good dad. He raised up his 12 disciples, plus a whole bunch of female disciples that he poured into and loved and, and empowered and gave a voice to, he was a good daddy. Jesus was an amazing father. And Mm -hmm. he taught us what a spiritual dad looks like, right? Because Jesus didn't, didn't sire children in the natural. He sired a whole generation in the spirit realm. And so he actually shows us who Papa God is. So if, if father, if the term father is hard to swallow because of abuse, because of cruelty, because of neglect and abandonment, I want you to go look at Jesus. Mm, That's good. Who was Jesus? Well, he empowered his disciples. They were a mess. They didn't have anything figured (laughs) out. They didn't, they didn't know the word. I mean, they didn't, they knew some things because they had probably been to shul, right? They'd been Mm -hmm. to those first few years of teaching, but most of them were fishermen and, 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 and they worked with their hands and some of them were warriors and some, one was a murderer. And I mean, Mm -hmm. they, one was a tax collector. These guys were not uh, biblical scholars. Okay. Right. No. And yet Jesus empowered them before the cross and the resurrection. Mm -hmm. So daddy God, who is he? He empowers his kids. Hmm. Who is he? He's a provider. What did Jesus do? He fed the 5,000. He taught his sons and daughters how to multiply their resources in order to take care of others. So who is, who is daddy God? He's a provider. Right? Who is daddy God? He's a protector. Think, think about all the things that Jesus did that protected his disciples, right? Think about the fact that he warned them in advance when the enemy would come against them. Why? Because Papa is a protector. So Jesus yeah. reveals the heart of the Father. Yeah. And today, Yeshua has come in the room to reveal the Father to you mm. and to reclaim the name of Papa for you. You know, there's there's different names that we call God or we call our dad. Sometimes we call them father, or dad or daddy. But this word Papa to me really sums up 
the generous, kind, loving, embracing nature of Father God. Papa is somewhere between dad and grandpa, you know? He's got all the boundaries of a good father, all the discipline of a good father, and all the favor of mm -hmm. a grandfather, yeah. all the generational blessing of a grandfather, mm -hmm. all the, all the, um, the, 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 let me take you out and buy you ice cream of a grandfather, mm -hmm. right? Papa is this word that in, encapsulates for me all that God is as a father. He's not just the disciplinarian. Yes, he does bring discipline. He corrects those he loves, but he also takes us out and blesses us and pours out blessing on his kids. And mm -hmm. he delights in his children like a grandfather delights in his grandchildren, right? Mm. So this is who God is. And he's present today to reclaim this for us. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so two things that I thought of, number one, as you were talking about Jesus, if, 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 if seeing like talking about how Jesus was an embodiment of the father and how the father is, and what does the name Emmanuel mean, which is one of Jesus, many names, God with us. And, you know, there's, Oh, come, Oh, come Emmanuel, that, that Christmas song, which I was talking with my sister, Jen, who, you know, as well. Um, and both of us were talking about how, like, for some reason this year, like that's the song that we gravitate, gravitate. Mm. We're gravitating towards this year. Yes. Um, but both of us. And I was like, Hey, you got to check out this version of the song. She's like, no way. That's been like on my list playlist this year too. And so, wow. um, yeah, I, um, but the other thing I was thinking of, which I totally just forgot about because I got so, so locked in on the other thing it was about God. It was anyways, can't remember. doesn't matter. It'll come well, back if it's important. Yes. Well, this thing about Emmanuel is so important, you know? Mm -hmm. It's so important that we understand that Isaiah says, there's two really powerful places in Isaiah, Isaiah 7 and Isaiah 9. And Isaiah 7, it says, a so this will be a sign to you. The virgin will be with child, but will give birth to a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel. And then you go forward two chapters and in Isaiah chapter nine, it says, for to us, a son is born mm. to us, a child is given and the government will be upon his shoulders and his name will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace and of his kingdom and of his government, there will be no end. Now, the, why would they call the Messiah mighty God and everlasting father? Yeah. Because the Messiah revealed Papa God perfectly. He revealed a God that didn't want to be far away, but wanted to be with his people. Hmm. From the very beginning, God's entire desire was to make a dwelling where he and his people could live together in perfect union. Hmm. That, that was the purpose of the Garden of Eden. It was a place, a Kairos place, where the supernatural kissed the natural, yeah. where the two dwelt together. This is a paradox. How can the supernatural mm -hmm. and the natural live together? Well, the Garden of Eden was this paradox, this perfect paradox. And that makes the Garden of Eden a prophetic picture of Yeshua. Because Yeshua, 
is the meeting place of the supernatural and the natural. Mm. And in this place, in Yeshua, in God the Son, we see what God intends for us. And we're here talking about sexuality today, but what are we really focusing on? We're focusing on Yeshua. And why are we focusing on Yeshua? Because God is not interested in just pointing out all the brokenness that we carry. He's not up there with a spotlight saying, that's a wrong and that's wrong and that's a mess and that's not okay. Instead, he's up there with a flashlight, with a spotlight, and he is revealing Christ. Hmm. His entire intention is to reveal Christ in us until all that can be seen is Yeshua. Hmm. So that's why I'm saying to you guys, if you're struggling with sexual sin, the goal here in our conversation is not to fix all your problems. The goal here is not behavior modification. Hmm. The goal is encounter and oneness with a God who loves you. And as you are one with him, Christ will be revealed in you. And all the things you long to be free from, whether it's homosexual sin or obsessive compulsive spending. Hello, I've dealt with both (laughs) of those things. Or a rage problem or whatever it is you're dealing with or your tongue. Maybe you have a profanity problem. Maybe you tell uh, dirty jokes and you want to be free from this. Maybe you see generational iniquity in the way you deal with your relations, the way you deal with your people, and you want to see healing. The goal, or I should say the, the, the way to see these things all fixed is not to focus on them. But in the same way that Papa God brings the spotlight and focuses on Christ, as you are with him, Christ will be formed in you Mm. and freedom will come. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I was going to say. What you said, and you said it much more eloquently, but I was kind of going to tell like a a quick story of, I, I I went through this season where I would like wake up and, and I was just like, all right, well, God, like first thought out of my mind was like, all right. So obviously I'm dealing with this and I, you know, I need to do this better and I need to do this. And, I felt like I had to point out all of these things for God as if he, as if he didn't know, you know, like he needed to know that I acknowledged them and that I, you know, Hey God, I'm going to come before you. My quiet times ended up just me talking about my problems, talking yeah. about the areas and God started kind of into like he was patient, but then he completely intervened and then like pointed out something so rant it was like the equivalent of like hey all these problems hey aren't aren't butterflies cool you know like it was just like completely shifting my focus it wasn't butterflies mm-hmm. but it was something like that mm-hmm. and yeah. it was like I, I was like almost offended my flesh was offended because i'm like this is serious <laughs> like god this is serious i need to you know and and realizing like through a process of realizing like it it kind of once I kind of snapped out of that offense I realized Mm -hmm. what I've been doing this whole time yeah and it was it affects your mind it affects your behavior it affects all those things and realizing that God is good and he has absolute 
joy and elation at every single one of you. Yes. And he loves you. And, and I, I'm at this point now where I get up and I'm like, God, oh my goodness. You know, like I just get so excited Mm -hmm. um, about the day. And look, I have off days just like everybody else has off days, you know, but the goal is, and I immediately just start speaking praises of like who God is because that's who he is. And I know that like to give credit to what Harmony's saying, I can't speak to the, uh, having had experiences with same sex attraction, but I do know that God's presence is the answer to everything. Like when you spend time there, it changes you. Like it transforms you from the inside out. It does. So, yeah, it really. And what does God really want? What does God desire? He just, he wants to be with us. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I think I said that already, but his entire purpose in the garden of Eden was to create a place where God and man could dwell together in perfect union. Mm -hmm. And whether it was the tabernacle of Moses which we call the tabernacle of meeting. And why do we call it the tabernacle of meeting? Because God wanted to meet with his people (laughs) or the temple of Solomon all the way up to the person of Jesus. And then the infilling of the Holy spirit. Hmm. And at the end of all things in revelation, it says the beauty, the beautiful bride of Christ will come down, will descend. And the scripture says that the dwelling of God will be among men. I mean, if we just stop and think about this, what does God really desire? He just wants to be with us. Mm-hmm. It's so simple and so beautiful and so intimate. Mm-hmm. If we will choose this now, see, we have a choice, right? The choice is, will we choose intimacy with Jesus? Will we allow Yeshua to come? Will we invite him? You know, this isn't the Jeff and Harmony show, right? right? This was a moment where we could reveal Yeshua. And by grace alone, I do feel like we've done that. Mm -hmm. And I feel the joy of Papa God. I feel him saying, daughter, you did exactly what I need you to do. Mm -hmm. You gave them exactly what they need. What do they need? They need Yeshua. They need a face-to-face encounter with the one who is all of who I am. He is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And when this happens, behaviors will change. Yeah. It's just natural. Yeah. It's and and I know because I wept for 20 years in the midst of addiction mm-hmm. and brokenness and fear. And I lived in the shadows. I've talked to you guys about this before. I lived in the shadows. I couldn't share my brokenness. I remember the very first time I ever told someone that I had lived a lesbian lifestyle. It's my dear friend, Tawny. She's sitting in my living room. And and I just, I said, hey, I, I feel like I want to share something with you. And to be honest, I had just sort of come out of it. Mm. I wasn't. It's pretty it fresh. Wasn't, yeah, it was fresh. I mean, yeah. I was like. I was claiming my victory, even though I wasn't fully victorious, mm-hmm. even though I was still struggling with pornography. Mm-hmm. I There was something inside of me that was like, I think maybe if I tell someone, 
maybe if I let someone love me, maybe if I let someone be Yeshua in this moment to me, maybe if I, um, I share and I become vulnerable and accountable, maybe that might help. Maybe I might encounter something different about Papa God and I might experience a greater level of freedom. And I believe this is a prophetic word to many who are listening right now. God is placing a community around you. And if there isn't one, if you currently find yourself in the midst of a broken and perverse community, guess what? Papa God is calling you out. He's calling you back into his people. Hmm. He wants to put people around you like my Tawny, who loved me in the midst of my brokenness. When I told her I used to, you know, I used to be in this lesbian relationship and now I'm not. It was like, well, will you still love me? Mm. And she was like, I love you. Mm. And thank you for sharing your story with me. Mm. That's huge. Tawny is like, she's a huge part of my testimony. And I always say once in a, every few days or a few weeks, I text her and I just say, remember that everything in my account, all the fruit in my account is for you. Wow. <laughs> she gets credit and she gets to eat at my table for the rest of her life. And for all of eternity, Tawny <laughs> will get to eat at my table because she loved me in the middle of my hurt and pain. Yeah. And this is what God wants. He wants to bring a community around us. So if we're talking about practical principles that you can take and apply in your life to experience greater freedom today, number one, go and be with Yeshua. Go and be with Jesus. Go and allow him to reveal to you who Papa God is. Read the Gospels. Read John chapter four. I actually have my Bible open right now to John chapter four, because the Lord spoke to me right before we started recording. He said, daughter, I revealed how I deal with people who are struggling with sexual sin in the gospels. Hmm. I revealed it when I took my son to Samaria. I revealed my heart for the broken when I chose someone that nobody else would have chosen. Nobody else would have chosen the Samaritan woman to be the first evangelist. Mm -hmm. right. No one else would have chose her, even in her community, even, even if she had been a Jewish woman. I mean, there's just so many strikes against her. She's, she's loose. She's been married five times, living with a man she's not married to. So she's, I mean, she's got a reputation for sexual sin. She's a Samaritan, which makes her unacceptable to the Jewish people. There's just so many. And she's a woman. Mm -hmm. That in and of itself was enough in her culture right. to not be chosen. Yep. And yet here comes Jesus. And what's so fascinating to me is what does Jesus do? Jesus reveals the father. Jesus begins to talk not about all of her brokenness, not right at the beginning. What does he say first, right? He says, please give me a drink. And she says, that was so powerful. The woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you, and who you are speaking to, you would ask me 
and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again. I won't have to come here and get water. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Now here, this is what's so interesting. Who does he reveal first? Does he reveal her sin first? No, he reveals himself. Mm -hmm. He says, I want to satisfy you, daughter. That's what Papa is saying right now. Hmm. All that are struggling with sexual sin. I would love to be your source. I would love to satisfy you. Here, come sit down. It's almost like God saying, come sit down at my table. He pulls out the chair. He's got a pitcher. And in this pitcher is just the most fragrant, amazing, you know, grape juice, wine, the most tasty thing you've ever, and you're parched, you're parched and you're, you're so thirsty. And Jesus is like, what you've been drinking is turned to ashes in your mouth. But what I'm about to give you will satisfy you forever. And that is exactly what we need to hear when we're in our most broken moments, when we're I mean, we, I might be talking to somebody who just used pornography. Mm-hmm. I might yeah. be talking to somebody right now who's dealing with same-sex attraction at this moment. I'm, we're breaking into your world yep. with Jesus, just like Jesus did at the, at the well. When the Samaritan woman went out, she didn't know that her life was about to get all broke up, all messed up. Jesus was about to bust in with goodness. She had no idea. She had no idea. She was there in the middle of the day because no, she didn't want to talk to anybody. She didn't want to be judged. Mm -hmm. She didn't want to go there when all the other women would be there. Why? Because she was a soiled woman Mm -hmm. in the midst of a soiled nation. The Samaritans were a soiled people and Mm -hmm. she was even greater soiled. And yet Jesus comes to encounter her. He pulls out the chair. He pours the water for her, says, this is what you really want. This is what you're really thirsty for. And there's so many of us, whether, it, like I said, whether it's pornography, same-sex attraction, whether, whether you've been unfaithful to a spouse, you've tried to fill up a place in your heart that mm. only Papa God can fill up. But there's a spot for you right here at the table. You don't have to run any longer. You're thirsty. Come and be filled. Now, now he begins to reveal to her, right? At first, he just reveals himself. Then he asks her a telling question. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right, you don't have a husband. For you have had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you're living with. You certainly spoke the truth. Now, these are true words, but is his 
Is the motive judgment? No. No. The motive here is not judgment. The motive is what I just said. Daughter, here, here, you, what you've been trying to satisfy yourself with has turned to dry ashes in your mouth, but I have something better to give you. He's only saying, this is what you've tried to satisfy yourself with. Okay, you've been living the lesbian lifestyle. You've been living the homosexual lifestyle. You've been using pornography and you've been masturbating. You've been unfaithful to a spouse. Okay, okay. You chose to live the transgender life. You may have even gotten surgeries done on your body. Mm -hmm. I understand. Jesus comes and he says, the, you have you you have options, but mm -hmm. is what you're drinking right now satisfying you? Is it quenching your thirst? And only you can answer that. And I feel the Holy Spirit right now. He's asking yeah. me to ask mm -hmm. you, right? He's saying, sons, daughters, is it quenching your thirst or is it leaving you desperate for more? Well, I have something better to give you. And then he, what does he do? He goes directly back to revealing himself. He says, uh, or the woman says, sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place to worship while we Samaritans claim it is here on Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worshiped? Jesus, Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman. Wow. He blesses her. He speaks worth over her. Dear woman. Not, not prostitute, not unfaithful, not unworthy, not, not covered in sexual sin. Dear woman, identity. That the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him this way. For God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know. Now listen to this. What does she do with her mouth? She confesses belief. Mm -hmm. I know the Messiah is coming. The one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Now this in the, the, in the Hebrew, he's speaking Aramaic here, but in the Hebrew, he's saying Yahweh. I am God. Mm. And Jesus does this over and over again in the book of John. He says, before Abraham was, I am. Mm -hmm. He's saying, I am God. He's revealing his nature and character to the woman. And this is exactly what Jesus comes to do today. He wants to satisfy us. He wants us to drink of him, to eat of him, 
to come away from the, what I consider it's like, if God lays you a big feast on a beautiful table, but you'd rather sit and eat kitty litter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, okay, you can be over there. Or you could come and sit at my table. Mm. And that's what Jesus has prepared for us. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Well, Harmony, I want you to actually, um, I would love for you to pray for people. Mm-hmm. Can some people that need that, they need that connection or that, that, that encounter with the Lord. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And you know, that I want to encourage you if you're listening to this right now and you're like, okay, I, I am, I'm, I'm kind of, I feel caught. I feel trapped. Mm-hmm. Sexual sin can feel like your foot is caught in like a bear trap, you know, mm-hmm. like the claws are around your foot and you don't know how to get out. The Lord told me there's another, he gives me these really powerful pictures of what sin is like. He gave me another powerful picture. I saw a a pit in the ground and the sides were made of glass and the glass was smeared with Vaseline. Oh man. And the Lord said, there's only one way out of this and it's called an airlift. Hmm. And that's when the Holy Spirit comes with his presence and he lifts you out of the pit of destruction that you we create for ourselves. It's through encounter and oneness and union with God that we get free. Yeah. And Papa, I believe right now I'm speaking to some people who you feel trapped. You feel like you're in the pit with the glass sides covered in Vaseline. You've got your foot in the bear trap and you don't know how to get out, whether it's homosexuality, whether it's transgender um, or gender confusion, I like to say, whether it's um, rage, if you're dealing with different types of sin, whether it's pornography and masturbation, whatever it is, Papa God is present. And look at my life, friends, look at my life. Look at my life. You Mm -hmm. are not alone. Mm -hmm. I don't come on here and share, you know, my, my quote unquote, what some people might call my dirty laundry. I I don't come on here because, you know, I have it all figured out. All I know is that my life has become an Ebenezer. My life has become an Ebenezer. Everything I am is meant to be displayed before the nations so that you can know this God who rescues so that you can know this one who doesn't leave us in the pit of despair. <laughs> he doesn't leave us in, in the bear trap. He comes and he bursts our bonds. He breaks our chains. And he doesn't do it because we figured it out or we're good enough or we cleaned up our mess. But he comes because he is Papa because he is loving, because he is kind, because he is good. Just like this, this crazy lady in the book of John who, who was just who Jesus needed. See, she didn't have any of the normal restraints that a person would have in her culture. Jesus knew that there was only one woman in the city of Sakar who could run down the streets and everybody would listen. She had already given up her good reputation. She had an open doorway because she wasn't quote unquote good. 
because everybody knew she was a mess. She had a bad reputation. So she comes running down the street. I mean, no other, no other woman would have literally run down the street and talked to every man she saw. Only this woman could do that. Hmm. That's your story. Hmm. I'm talking to my brothers and my sisters right now. Listen, Papa God wants to use the very thing that has been like duct tape over your mouth. He wants to rip it off today. Mm. He wants to loose your voice. He wants to set you up as an Ebenezer before the nations. I remember the very first time I ever um, spoke publicly about having lived the lesbian lifestyle. You know, the first time you do these things, it, it, it takes courage mm -hmm. because you're not sure how people will, will respond to right. you, right? But what's fascinating, the Lord gave me this strategy because I believe in the altar call. I believe every single time we minister, we should invite people to come to Jesus. And so I was thinking about the altar call. I was thinking about people giving their hearts to Jesus. And the Lord gave me a strategy. He, he, I had by then had built this community of people around me who had also been set free from home, from homosexual sin and other types of sexual sins. And at the end, I had gone to them and I'd said, when I say this, when I do my altar call, will you stand up so that other people feel empowered to stand up? Mm. Will you be an Ebenezer for me this Sunday? And that took so much courage on their part. I remember my good friend, she was like, if you can get in the pulpit and tell everybody you lived a lesbian lifestyle, when you ask for people to stand who have been set free from sexual sin, I will stand up. And I was like, this is exactly what I need. So what did she, she did it? And a few other people that I asked, they were all so brave. I said, some of you in this room, you've already been set free from sexual sin, but you've never told anybody because you're afraid of people's judgment. Would you be willing to stand up right now and build an Ebenezer and give praise to God? Give praise publicly to the Lord who rescued you. And they did. They stood up. Awesome. Then I said, look at these people right here. Look at their lives. Do you see what God did in my life and in their lives? Do you want that? Hmm. Look upon me, friends. Look upon me. I am a woman, a scar scarlet love letter on my chest. I have been the woman that uh, the woman in in this story. I have been the Samaritan woman. I have been the loose woman. I have been the unfaithful woman. I have been the one who 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 lived the lesbian lifestyle. I was addicted to pornography for twenty years, and I stand before you literally like the stones of remembrance. God has set me free from all of it. Yeah, and Papa is here today, Yeshua has come to reveal who Papa really is. If that's you, if you're listening to the sound of my voice and you're thinking, okay, either I'm, I am struggling right now. I just use pornography. I know there's somebody on here right now who's mm -hmm. listening to this who just used pornography. Friends, right now is your moment of freedom. Come on, that's right. I want you to confess. This is a safe place to confess. Really, it is. 
Jeff and I, we, we're not going to reject you. No. Nope. Papa God, Yeshua, they're not going to reject you. Holy Spirit is not going to reject you. Instead, we're going to embrace you. Mm-hmm. Instead, we're going to applaud you. Because today is the first day that you invite a community into your life to help you get free. If you're struggling with same-sex attraction and you think to yourself, well, first of all, I mean, does God even love me? I get these weird messages. I get one message that says, it's fine. You can do whatever you want. God loves you. And then I get this other message that says, God hates gays. So which one is true? Friends, the truth is, Daddy God loves all of his kids. He loves us. He loves us when we're broken. He loves us when we're naughty. He loves us when we break the rules. He loves us when we don't listen. He's continually wooing us back. Mm And in the same breath, I want to say, he loves us enough to let us experience the consequences of our choices. Yes, he does. So he's a good daddy, all right? Yeah. And he he is does not approve of every choice. I need us to understand this. This is the hard truth right here. Papa God does not approve of homosexuality. Papa yeah. God does not approve of pornography. Papa God does not approve of of, um, sex outside of marriage. Why? Because they are harmful to his children. Because they do not reflect his heart. Anything that is outside of his covenant will is extremely harmful to us. In fact, it can cost us our lives. So as a good daddy, he lets us experience some pain. When we choose a broken life. Why? Because he wants to draw us back. It's like when a child is, we've set this boundary for a child. You can play in the yard, but don't go in the street. You can walk on the sidewalk, but don't go in the street. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the natural consequence of a small child running out in the street can be that the child gets hit by a car. So we need to understand who daddy God is. He wants us to be safe. Mm -hmm. And the safest place is in his embrace. So if that's you, if I'm, if I'm preaching to you right now, if you're listening to my voice and you're, you're feeling the convicting power of the Holy Spirit, you're feeling the presence of Yeshua revealing to you a daddy God who loves you who is gently and kindly disciplining you and bringing you back into his loving arms. Just put it in the comments. We're here for you. And we want to pray for you. And Papa wants to set you free. Maybe you're someone who has wondered, was I, was I born in the same body? Mm-hmm. In the right body? I was born a man, but sometimes I feel feminine. Sometimes I, I feel like maybe I, I'm a woman or maybe it's the opposite. I was born in a woman's body, but I, I, I just, I, you know, I identify more with male things. Friends, you are perfect the way you are. This is a lie that says there's only one way to be a man or only one way to be a woman. If you're a woman and you love to be active and you love sports and you love you're a warrior, that does not make you a man. It makes you a strong warrior woman. And if you are a man who loves art 
and music and interior design, this does not make you a woman. Right. It makes you a man with great uh, fashion sense, okay? And we want to embrace who you are instead of constantly trying to change you into what you are not. You are a treasure just as you are born in the body that Papa God chose for you with the unique personality, with the unique giftings, with the unique um, uh, a skill set, with the unique um, likes and dislikes. You are perfect. You do not need to try to get yourself to conform to an idea that culture is putting upon you, that religion sometimes puts upon us. Embrace who Papa God made you and choose to love yourself because mm. Daddy God loves you. He loves you. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to pray for you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I feel the presence yeah. of Papa God mm -hmm. right now. He's encountering your heart. The real Papa. <laughs> the real Papa is in the room. Not the one that rejects, not the one that neglects. That's not who God is. Yeshua is here right now revealing the heart of the father to you. Some of you right now, you're having um, supernatural encounters in your houses. I see a couple of you having an open vision. Jesus is walking into your kitchen, walking up to your kitchen table. He is with you right now. Yeah. You can see him. You can feel him in the spirit realm. His love is all around you. Some of you are feeling heat in your bodies. Yeah, I actually see um, a woman. You were traumatized when you were very young. And you've experienced pain in your body because of that trauma. And Yeshua is walking up to you right now. And with your permission, he's putting his hand right where that pain is, right where that chronic pain has been ever since you experienced that trauma. Who? Who? Yeah. I see sexual trauma right now. Some of you are experiencing heat where you experienced sexual trauma. Some of you are experiencing heat in your, in your heads, in your foreheads, because you were exposed to pornography and you saw things, even live sex acts is what I'm hearing right now. And God is healing your brain. He's healing the neural pathways of your brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Daddy God, I just see his hand. It's like the helmet of salvation on your head right now. Mm -hmm. And if you want to, you can put your hand on top of your own head right now. Ooh, I feel heat. Mm -hmm. I feel heat in my head right now. Mm -hmm. Right now, Papa God is healing damage 
to your frontal cortex and to the emotional centers of your brain that have been um, triggers from trauma. He's healing right now and replacing triggers with wholeness, with sonship and daughterhood and belonging right now. Every mark of trauma is being removed from your brains in Jesus' name. Wow. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I hear the word rape. I hear the Lord saying, I'm healing. I'm healing you. I'm healing you. I'm healing you and I'm sorry. I hear the Lord saying, I'm sorry. Mm. Yeah, and I hear the Lord saying, um, some of you have actually been in denial um, about the fact that you were raped. Sometimes we don't recognize that we've been assaulted. Um, maybe we didn't have a voice and we couldn't speak up. We were too young or we were too afraid. And I hear the Lord saying, you were, you were a victim, but I am your victor. And I'm here today to heal you. And I'm here today to teach you that it's not okay what happened to you. You are a treasure and you are beautiful. And I'm here today to heal every residual impact of rape and sexual trauma from your brain. Yeah. And I hear the Lord saying, I'm about to heal a marriage mm, that has wow. been highly impacted by sexual trauma from childhood. Wow. I hear the Lord saying there's somebody on the call right now who needs complete restoration in their marriage. And I hear the Lord saying, Oh, daughter, I am healing son. I am healing. I am restoring and I will restore. This is not the end. You have a choice right now. You have a choice right now. This is not the end. Papa God wants to redeem your marriage. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Papa. We worship you right now, Jesus. We worship you, Yeshua. <sighs> Papa God, I thank you that you are encountering every single person, whether they're listening to this live or they're listening to the playback right now, Father God, mm. I release a supernatural encounter with the Trinity. I release over them dreams and visions right now. And I release to them freedom freedom, freedom, as they encounter you, God, freedom in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Mm. Amen. Man. Okay. So um, I had a question. Um, if maybe somebody, maybe they didn't have, um, they didn't have the they just felt some trepidation and in, in posting in the comments. Um, is there a way that they can, they can write you and they can, if someone feels comfortable doing that, is that something that's possible? If someone wants to confess, 
confess yeah. something to you? Is that possible? Yeah. So if you are a woman and you are struggling with sexual sin, I am available for um, coaching mm. um, and for prayer. If you are a man who is in need of prayer, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to your local pastors yeah. um, and, and women too. Even if you, you know, if you do reach out to me, which is amazing and I'm willing to pray for you and, and men, don't get me wrong. It's not that I'm not willing to pray for men. I am willing to pray for men, but not over social media. Right. So there's, there's safety for me personally. Uh -huh. And, and so, um, I don't respond when men text me over social media, but I want to encourage every single man who is listening to this to reach out to a pastor yeah. or a brother that can hold, you know, be part of your story, can walk with you like Tony walked with me yeah. and we need this. We need community, but yes, reach out to me. Um, you can reach me on my website as well. Heartheirvoices.net. Um, and I would love to pray with you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I wanted to make sure to hit that just in case, you know, cause there's, I get it. I get it. You know, um, so, but I think it's, it is so important to confess our sins. Mm -hmm. So, yes. um, yeah, well, Harmony, did we, did we get, did we hit everything? I want to make sure that there's nothing. We left everything out on the table uh, that you uh, felt, felt to share. Yes. I feel like we did. There's, there's a little announcement I was hoping to make. Okay. And that is, um, I'm going to be teaching another online course starting in January for kitchen table kingdom awesome and if you're thinking right now i've got teenagers who are struggling with this this whole sexuality thing and maybe um moms and dads you're thinking gosh i didn't really know how to broach these subjects with my kids when they were young yeah. and i want to help them I want to walk with them. I want to empower them. I want to impart destiny and identity to them and help them overcome in this culture. Uh, Kitchen Table Kingdom is for you. There we go. This is a this is a seven week course that will empower you to confront these issues that are coming against your children: homosexuality, sexual assault, gender confusion, pornography, and suicide are the big five that yeah. are coming against this generation. And mm -hmm. we are going to be empowering families, whether you're a parent or a grandparent, foster parent, adoptive parent, whether you're a children's or youth pastor, whether you work in the public schools or private schools, I want to invite you to come and be a part of the Kitchen Table Kingdom family to join us for this seven-week course. You can sign up at my website, heartheirvoices.net. You won't regret it. It's Perfect. going to give you the language you need to have pivotal conversations with your kids, yeah. with your nieces and awesome. nephews, with kids at school, with kids in your in your youth groups, um, with kids. And, and God wants us to come alongside each other and empower each other in this hour. And that's what Kitchen Table Kingdom is all about. Can you imagine, like, if we as adults are dealing with all this pain and trauma, mm -hmm. What do you think our kids are dealing with? Right. To be frank, we're the ones that are supposed to be teaching them. And if yeah. we're still carrying our wounds and we're still broken and we're still in need of an encounter with Papa, what are we going to pass on to our children? Mm -hmm. Papa wants to empower you to pass on. on his image. Come on. 
just like Yeshua did. Mm-hmm. Yeshua pa- passed on the image of Papa God. Yeah. And Kitchen Table Kingdom is here to empower you to pass on the Father's image to your kids. So awesome. come and join us. It's going to be amazing. Is it just in person or night. online? Say is that it, again. Is it going to be in person or online, the, the school, seven-week It's going to be online. Okay. We meet Saturday – or excuse me. Let me start that again. Tuesday evenings from 7 to 8.30. So it's just once a week. And there's extra teachings you can watch on my YouTube channel. There's assignments to do, but it's not heavy um, heavy assignments. And um, mostly it's it's about – getting the getting the material new skills new strategies that you can put into place with your kids right now that will empower them to take their culture for jesus so come and join us it's going to be amazing Mm, so good well harmony uh how can people follow you on social media because i know you're there i follow you You can look me up on Facebook and Instagram, Harmony M. Klingenmeyer, author and speaker. Um, I'm also available if churches would like to have um, have these conversations at home with someone who has walked healing, has walked freedom. I'm more than willing to come and bring this message. So awesome. I'm open and you can find all the, that information on my website, heartheirvoices.net. Woo. Harmony, thank you so much. This was a this was an amazing conversation, uh, teaching, testimonial. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was an Absolutely. honor to be here, Jeff. Absolutely. So everybody, that is our show. It's Friday. Woo! It's Friday, Harmony. <laughs> uh, have an amazing weekend, everybody. Join us on Monday. We've got Andrea Hobart back for episode 150. We're already at 150. It's crazy. Um, so, uh, it's going to be a great time. Have a great weekend. Join us on Monday, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Also, there's a donation link at the end, lightfire.com slash donate. All donations keep this thing afloat five days a week, accessible so that you guys can watch it. Also, we're doing amazing efforts with water wells in Uganda, giving people their lives back and your money some of that will always go towards that so anytime you donate you know that it's going to this but it's also going to the well efforts so god bless you guys have an amazing weekend and we will see you on monday with uh andrea hobart at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time all right bye everybody bye this has been elijah fire thanks for listening For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.